0: You are listening to the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, Vatsalvora. Welcome back to the show called the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, Vatsalvora, where today I will be previewing the third test match between India and England, which will be commencing from the 15th of February. I think that's a Thursday and will be played at the Saurastra Cricket Ground in Rajkot. 1-1 after the first two test matches england winning the first test match in hyderabad and india winning the second test match in Visakhapatnam. so yeah all to play for heading into raj and towards the latter stages of the series now since this is the third one after that we'll only have two more which will be played in ranchi and in dharamshala yeah so Both sides have had a good 10 day break between the second and the third test match. England decided to fly out to Abu Dhabi to have some some relaxing days ahead of the three test matches that they still have to play in this series. And they had some family gathering over there as well and they have just landed in Rajkot I think yesterday and have already started preparing. As far as Team India are concerned, between the second and the third test match, they did announce their squad for the remaining three test matches. The the squad is pretty much the same as it was in the first two test matches, which means that Virat Kohli is set to miss the entire test series. And this is happening for the first time in his professional test career. So, yeah, let's preview the third test match. And there is a lot of talking point here from the Indian camp. Now, let's say if this episode lasts 20 minutes, I think 15 minutes would be me talking about Team India because there are so many permutations, combinations, so many exclusions, so many new inclusions in the squad that uh, it has opened altogether a new can, can of worms here. So... That there's a lot to talk about as far as the Indian side is concerned compared to the English side. So, without without wasting much time, let's get into previewing the Indian side ahead of the third test match in Rajkot. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that there are no not many changes in the squad, and to an extent that is right, but Overall, it is one of the most inexperienced sides India are going to put out in a test match in home conditions. And there are multiple reasons why I am saying that. Firstly, when the squad was announced, uh, it it showed that both KL Rahul and Ravinder Jadeja were included in the squad for the remaining three test matches. But there was an asterisk next to their name stating that, Their availability would be after consulting with the BCCI medical team. If the medical team gives them a get-go, then they are fine to play. Unfortunately for KL Raul, he is out for the third test match. I think BCCI has made that decision quite public now. And uh, so, yeah, KL Raul is not going to play for a second test match in a row. He played in the first test match in Hyderabad, scored good 85 odd runs in the first inning so he was in in some good form But uh, yes He is set to miss there is no Shreyas Iyer in the squad as well Now is it down to fitness issues or is it down to poor form Only BCCI can tell you that but there is no Shreyas Iyer and there is no KL Rahul Obviously there is no Virat Kohli in the squad as well So the Indian middle order will be relatively inexperienced compared to England now now there are multiple players who can come in and replace the likes of Rahul Ayer and Virat Kohli and all of them have played their entire first class career in these conditions so they know the conditions really really well it's the inexperience in the form of playing international cricket where I am a little worried about because had it not been Yesha Swal and his wonderful double hundred in the first innings, in the second test match at Vishakapatnam, India would have struggled to post a competitive total in the first innings. And now that there is no KL Rahul, there is no ex- in uh, there is no experience in the form of Shreyas Sayar as well, that puts a lot of pressure on these youngsters to come good in the third test match. And it also puts a lot of pressure on the shoulders of Rohit Sharma because all of a sudden he is now the most experienced Indian batsman in this setup so that is a worry but uh, if, if you back someone to get runs in tricky situations or when there's no expectations on his shoulders it is Rohit Sharma he showed that when he scored two ducks in the T20 series against Afghanistan and when the writing was against the wall he came out there in the third T20 against Afghanistan and scored a wonderful century so they never doubt Rohit Sharma and uh, yes pressure will be on his shoulders but I think he should come good in Rajkot so as I've mentioned there is no KL Rahul. BCCI were quick to announce his replacement in the form of Devdath Padikal who recently was transferred from the Rajasthan Royals to the Lucknow Super Super Giants in the IPL. So, Devdak Padikal is in the Indian Test Squad for the first time in his career. I don't expect him to make his debut, but uh, it's an interesting decision to name a left-hander in in the squad because apart from Yashasvi Jaiswal, you don't really have a left-hander in the squad. All the, you have to go all the way down to number six to find a left-hander in the form of Akshar Patel. So I think that is a really good decision to bring him in. Though I don't expect him to make his debut just yet because there are strong rumors suggesting that it would be As Khan who would be making his debut in the third test match in Rajkot. We saw... Rajat Patidar make his debut in Vishakapatnam where Sir Faraz Khan was there on the sidelines as well but I think this is the right time now to bring in Sir Faraz Khan into the Indian test setup. He's been knocking on that door for quite some time now and he's finally going to get get his opportunity in the test setup. The reason why I'm stating this is that should KL Rahul be fit, he would have been a straight replacement for someone like Rajat Patidar but now that there is no KL Rahul and Shreyas Iyer has been left out of the squad as well this this not only allows someone like Rajat Patidar to keep his place in the starting 11 but it also vacants a place which was left be, which has now been left behind by due to the absent absentee of Shreyas Sayar. so that is interesting now for Sarfaraz khan to fill in that void so we will see i am i'm pretty sure that we will see both rajat patidar and Sarfaraz khan play in the same team for the first time apart from the middle order there are also a lot of question marks surrounding the future of Shrikar bharat ks bharat bharat has had decent time behind the wickets he's been he's been around seven eight out of ten as far as his wicket keeping is concerned it is just his batting that he is struggling really really badly if that is if if it's i know it's a bit of harsh to say that but it's it's true that his batting has suffered due to in these recent uh, in these recent matches yes he did play a good cameo in the first test match in Hyderabad, but he was he failed to get India over the line when India were chasing 230 odd runs. And his wicket was kind of an opening, the opening of a gate as far as the English spinners were concerned. Because once Shrikar Bharat was dismissed, England didn't take much time to dismiss the rest of the Indian batting lineup. But apart from that, he's not shown much with the bat, and I think. It is it is time that India try someone like Dhruv Jurel. No. Now Dhruv Jurel will also be relatively happy to see KL Rahul miss out on the third test match because there could have been a possibility that Patidar and Sarfaraz Khan would have played. But instead of replacing someone like Shreyas Aiyar, KL Rahul would have been a straight swap for someone like uh, Shrikar Bharat because KL Rahul has been keeping really, really well in international cricket. We saw how good he can keep wickets in the One Day International when he showed his prowess with the gloves in the World Cup. He ke- he kept really, really well in the two test matches that India played in South Africa. I think I've mentioned that in the in a previous episode as well. So there's a lot of goodwill as far as KL Raul and his wicket-keeping performances are concerned. And uh, someone like... Shreyas Iyer's absentee means that there is an opening for him to just slot in but unfortunately K.L. Rahul is still not fit and I think there have been multiple reports stating that Dhruv Jurel would be an uh, uh, yet another debutant in this Indian Indian lineup So, what so what I said does come out to be true and there's The middle order consists of Rajat Patidar, Sarfaraz Khan and Dhruv Jurel. That means that number 4, 5, 6 would have played just one test match between them. Rajat Patidar will be playing just his second test match in his uh, short-lived career. Sarfaraz Khan would be making his test debut and Dhruv Jurel would be making his test debut as well. As far as India's batting is concerned, Yashas Swal, yes, he's had a brilliant start to his test career, a hundred in West Indies and a double hundred in the previous test match against England in Vishakhapatnam, but he's played less than 10 test matches himself. Shubman Gill automatically becomes your second most experienced player in this lineup after Rohit Sharma and Gill himself is just a couple of years old as far as his test career is concerned I think he made his debut in 2021 or 2020 I guess it was 2021 so he's just three years into his test career which puts as I've mentioned earlier in this episode which puts in a lot of pressure on someone like Rohit Sharma to stamp his authority and make sure that He is the flag bearer of this Indian lineup because it is very difficult to see where the runs would come from if Rohit Sharma and Yashasvi Jaiswal don't score runs because there have been a lot of, there is not a lot of experience in this squad. Yes, Gil also scored a century in the previous test match but prior to that century his form was not too good as well sir. If India need to play well and win this test match, I think it will be a a lot will be dependent on how the bowling goes. Not saying that this test lineup is not capable of scoring big runs. As I have mentioned earlier, this is a team that has played despite not playing much international cricket. They have played a lot of cricket, first class cricket in these conditions. So that shouldn't be an issue whatsoever if if you look at it from that point. That viewpoint, but then yes, they have not played a lot of test cricket, not let alone international cricket. Would that hamper? I I have no idea, and I'm I'm really excited to see how these young players and players who have been knocking around the Indian. Test fraternity for so long are finally going to get their chance. And you never know, someone like Rajat Patidar and Sarfaraz Khan have an excellent opportunity to nail down a place in the Indian test lineup because there have been so many question marks surrounding the future of not only Shubman Gill before his 100 but Shreya Sayar. Shreya Sayar is now on the cusp of being dropped entirely from the test lineup altogether. So there is a real possibility that if someone like Rajat Patidar or Sarfaraz Khan score big, they could, they could stop someone like Saya to get back into the test lineup once they are fit and fine. In all, in all said and done, this is the Indians' batting side of things. As far as their bowling is concerned, Mohamed Siraj is back. Akash Deep is another one who has been named in the squad for the first time. And Again, it's good to see him but I don't expect him to make his debut straight away. As far as india's bowling is concerned a lot will depend on the fitness of ravinder jadeja it felt like when he pulled up his hamstring in the first test match in hyderabad it felt like he, this could be a long-term injury but it's so good to see him already back and being named in the squad yes similar to kl rahul his availability will be down to the medical team but a, But this podcast has been recorded like two days before the start of the test match. And as things stand, there are no talks surrounding whether Ravindra Jadeja would be unavailable. So let's assume that he is available, which means that India can go back to Akshar Patel, Ashwin and Jadeja as their three spinners and their three all-rounders, which will allow Bumbra and Siraj to be the quicks. But then there is an argument to be made that is there a choice? Do India have a choice? Because Kuldeep Yadav didn't bowl too badly in the second test match. He picked up three wickets in the first innings. He showed how good he can be to the right-handers when he bowls round, when he bowls over the wicket and gets the ball to turn into the right-handers and trouble the likes of Joe Root and Johnny Besto. So it is important to see whether in England oh sorry whether India go down their route and pick someone like Kuldeep Byadav in place of Akshar Patel yes it would it would make if if India go that route then it would make that India it would kind of decrease the batting depth in the Indian lineup but then again the and do you then want to do that because your middle order is inexperienced and if you pick someone like kuldeep yadav you are then making sure that your batting lineup is not that deep enough in there is a possibility that india go with four spinners they go with akshar patel ashwin jadeja and kuldeep yadav and play just one fast bowler in the form of jasprit bumrah now there now before we get into this permutation there were rumors i think it was crick buzz who posted it right after the end of the second test match that the indian management are deciding whether to give jaspeed boomerai rest or not in the in the third test match in in rajcourt now i personally don't see that happening because of couple of because of a couple of reasons number one is that India have already had a 10-day break between the second and the third test match. There is no point in giving someone like Jaspreet Bumrah rest after he's already rested for 10 days. You can, If you want to make sure that he's fit and fine and you want to manage his workload, you might give him a rest for the fourth test match in Ranchi. But right now, I don't see someone like Jaspreet Bumrah being given a rest. And secondly... If you look at Rajkot and its pitch's history over the past decade or so, it's been always said that it's one of the most flattest pitches in Indian Indian fraternity. And if that is the case for the third test match, and it is a batting friendly wicket once again, similar to what we saw in Vishakapatnam, you need good skills to get wickets and over there, You need someone like Jaspreet Bumrah to come out there and give you those wickets based on his sheer skills, based on his ability to swing the ball both ways, reverse swing when the ball gets older. So if that is the case and if the Rajkot reputation does hold true, you want someone like Bumrah to be in your team. So I expect Bumrah to play. If India don't play Bumrah, then the pitch might be a turner and that could play into the hands of akshar patel ashwin and Ravinda jadeja but let's assume for once that it is a typical rajkot flat pitch and bumrah is playing now let's go back to the point which i was making earlier and say that india go along with india can theoretically go along with four spinners they can play jadeja kuldeep yadav ashwin and akshar patel and just one seamer in the form of bumrah now the reason why I'm saying that this could be a possibility is if you look back at the two test matches that India have already played, the second seamer barely gets any overs anyway. In the first test match, Siraj barely bowled. In the second test match, Mukesh M- Mukesh Kumar barely bowled as well. So if that is the case, the seamers are not going to get much overs anyway. Why not just go ahead and bolster your spin attack by playing four spinners? Now, this is something England have done for the first two test matches themselves. Are India brave enough to go along and do this this once again? I'm not quite sure, but uh, it is an interesting theory which just popped in my head and I thought that it is worth sharing with uh, you guys listening to the podcast. If you think otherwise, you can let obviously let me know in the comment section below, or you can tweet it at me, tweet tweet your thoughts at me as well. But um, it is a very interesting theory. Unfortunately, I don't see India going down that route. I think India would play f- three spinners and two quakes like they have done in so many Test matches in home conditions over the past couple of seasons, couple of years that is. So with with all that said and done. What is an ideal playing 11 for Team India for the third test match in rajkot according to me? from if, if I had to pick a team, my team would be as follows. Rohit Sharma and Yashasij to open. Gil at 3. Partidar and Sarfaras Khan at 4 and 5. You can put Sarfaras Khan up the order and Partidar at number 5. That shouldn't be an issue. Dhruv Jurel as the wicketkeeper shreyas uh sorry ks bharat is not offering much with the bat i think it's an ideal situation to try out someone like dhruv jurel i think he would keep wickets akshar patel ravindra jadeja ashwin bumrah and siraj that would be my team if india really want to go the attacking spin spin friendly route then uh, they might pick someone like Kuldeep Yadav of Washington Sundar in place of Mohamed Siraj but I don't see that happening so the team ideal ideal team for me would be Rohit Sharma, Swal, Shubman Gill, Rajat Patidar, Sarfaraz Khan and Dhruv Jurel both making their debuts, Akshar Patel, Ravi Ashwin, Ravinder Jadeja, Jasprit Bumbra and Mohamed Siraj so that would be my team as far as the Indian side is concerned yes a bit of Inexperience in the middle order like i already mentioned earlier in this podcast but um, if india have want to have any chance of winning this test match i think they have to rely on that bowling attack as a lot more than their batting and their bowling looks impeccable at the moment ashwin is poised to pick up he picking up his 500th test wicket he's already on 499 so you can expect him to do that in the very first innings whenever India come out to bowl but it will be an interesting time because India would be reliant on their bowling a lot more than their batting so yeah 22 minutes in and we have already or we have only talked about team India so let's move our attentions and talk about England I don't think England will be making any changes to their side whatsoever. The only news to come out of the England camp ahead of the third test match in Rajcourt is that Jack Leach will play no further part in this series. The injury to his knee or to his ankle was it to which he picked up in the first test match in Hyderabad has which kept him out of the second test match has not he's not recovered from that and he is flown back to the uk from abu dhabi so he's not going to take part in this series as far as replacements are concerned the english cricket board have not announced any replacement that means someone like ben stokes is backing his young spinners in the form of tom hartley rehan ahmed and um, shoit bashir who made his debut in the second test match in Vishakapatnam and picked up three wickets in the first inning so the young spinners have done really really well Tom Hartley had picked up seven wickets in the first test match four in the second test match in the second innings as well he's contributing so well with the bat as well coming in at number eight so Tom Hartley has been England's find of this test series and he would take on the mantle of England's lead spinner now in the absence of Jack Leach. As far as Rehan Ahmed is concerned, there are once again visa issues surrounding his, uh, surrounding him now, similar to what Shoaib Bashir faced earlier in the series. The thing with Rehan Ahmed is that what I read online, that he had a single entry visa to India. So once he left for Abu Dhabi, now he cannot come back. But the... the the authorities at the Rajport airport have given him a temporary visa to allow him to come back come into the country and the ECB are expecting all the paperwork to be done in the next few hours so that shouldn't be a problem I think Rehan Ahmed is set to play in the second in the third test match and I don't expect England to make any changes whatsoever they have been playing three spinners and a quick bowler with Joe Root being their fourth spinner. If the pitch is once again a flat one, should they go with two seamers as well? Replace someone like Shoaib Bashir and play either Mark Wood or, or Ollie Robinson? That is a possibility which we will find out tomorrow because England always like to announce their playing 11 a day before the start of a test match so we'll know what happens tomorrow but I don't see any changes whatsoever the England lineup will be stable and will be as follows Zach Crowley and Ben Duckett to open Ollie Pope, Joe Root, Johnny Bairstow, Ben Stokes the captain, Ben Fox, Rayan Ahmed, Tom Hartley, Shoaib Bashir and the evergreen 41 year old Jimmy Anderson. Now a couple of interesting Facts as far as the England side is concerned, Ben Stokes, the skipper, is set to play his hundredth Test match. He made his debut all the way back in uh, 2012, if I'm not wrong, and he's now set to play his hundredth Test match. So many congratulations to Ben Stokes. There have been question marks surrounding the form of Joe Root and Johnny Bairstow. England have Dan Lawrence in the squad, but I don't see Dan Lawrence replacing either Root or besto I think. Both are ve- very experienced, know how to play in Indian in Indian subcontinent conditions and I expect both of them to keep their place in the playing 11. But if England need to do well in this test match, they have to get runs out of Joe Root and Johnny Besto in particular. So yeah, that is it from the England side of things. Not much to talk about. I've barely talked five minutes <laughs> as far as their side is concerned, but uh, interesting to see where this test match heads because uh, prior to the start of the series everyone was thinking that this could be a 5-0 demolition from the Indian side but uh, coming into the third test match it's 1-1 and England particularly didn't play badly in the second innings to lose that match it was just a matter of brilliant batting by Yashasvi Jaiswal and some outstanding bowling by Jasprit Bumrah that was the difference but that was a big difference and I think England would be wary of them. And India on the other hand. Would be wanting the likes of Rohit Sharma. Yashasvi Jaiswal, and Gil. To come good in the third test match as well. So that is the preview done. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you are liking. Sharing and subscribing on YouTube. If you are listening this on Spotify. Or Apple Podcast. Then make sure you are giving me those 5 star ratings. Whether you liked it. If you liked it. If you didn't. There is no point in giving me false ratings but yeah this is me what's alvora signing off i hope to catch you guys after the third test match in rajkot but till then ciao for now sports social podcast network this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design the kind of experience you can only find in a lexus suv a feeling this empowering is invite only fortunately you're invited Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?